Welcome to this week's episode of History from the Back Pages. I'm your host, Colin Sud, bringing you the second episode of Season 6 of the podcast. Last week, we debuted Season 6 with a film review of the movie The Iger Sanction, starring Clint Eastwood. And I really enjoyed covering the movie, giving my thoughts and opinions on it. And we are continuing with that theme of reviewing movies before the year 2000 that I have not seen before. So the second in that list that we are going to be discussing is the movie The Hound of the Baskervilles, which is from 1959 based on Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's book from 1902 of the same name. And The Hound of the Baskervilles has been adapted to theater, movie, radio, loads of times, but this is one of the most best received of the adaptations of the book, the 1959 version starring Peter Cushing, Andy Morrell, Christopher Lee, Mara Landy, and David Oxley. And this version, I've greatly enjoyed it. I would give this movie, we're not going to spoil my review of it yet, but I would give it a good um, rating for sure. Let's get to that. So the movie was produced by Hammer Film Productions. They have produced loads of horror-type, mystery-type films during that time period. Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee had been in many Hammer Film Productions. And one interesting fact to note is that Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee often happened to be in the same movie. Many movies that one of them was in the other one was also in as well. For example, with Dracula movies, Frankenstein films, and more. And I'm a big fan of Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. They both were great choices to be Peter Cushing or Sherlock Holmes and Andre Morrell as Dr. Watson. There is the stereotype that Dr. Watson's a bumbling buffoon. That has been a stereotype that's been kind of like floated around. But in this film, Andrew Morrell plays Dr. Watson not as a bumbling buffoon, but he plays him as a great and loyal companion to Sherlock Holmes, a man who can think on his feet and his own opinions and ideas that can contribute to solving the mystery. And in this case, Dr. Watson was a great help to Sherlock Holmes in solving this case. So let's get on to the plot and my thoughts of the film. So overall, the plot, very similar to the book, The Hound of the Baskervilles, and how it is set. The plot is that in England, in near Surrey, there is a doctor. His name is Dr. Richard Mortimer. He comes to Holmes and Watson to ask for their help because his friend, Sir Charles Baskerville, Lord of a Manor, very wealthy man who has been a part of the Baskerville dynasty and generation family line, which has been for generations, was found dead near his banner. And Dr. Mortimer is concerned and worried about the matter of death that they found Sir Charles Baskerville. He was found near his house and they believed to have been a heart attack, had killed Sir Charles, 
but Dr. Mortimer is concerned that a vision, a ghostly vision, had really killed Sir Charles. There was a concern, fear, that a ghost hound had been, from generations before, killed Sir Hugo Baskerville, and they believed, Dr. Mortimer, that Sir Charles was killed by the same hound, ghostly hound, that killed Sir Hugo. So now that Dr. Mortimer is concerned for Sir Charles, he goes to Holmes and Watson's help because he fears for the new heir, Sir Henry Baskerville, fears for his safety, and wants Holmes and Watson to be able to solve the mystery and figure out how Sir Charles died and also be able to protect Sir Henry, the new era who arrived from South Africa to take possession and charge of Baskerville Hall. That is the main basic plot. And after a little bit of negotiation, not believing Dr. Mortimer, Holmes and Watson do indeed take the case travel to Baskerville Hall to meet the new heir, Sir Henry, and investigate what's going on at Baskerville Hall and figure out how they can solve this peculiar and mysterious crime. And that's how it begins. They arrive, they meet Sir Henry. There are some stuff that happens to Sir Henry in the beginning that makes Holmes and Watson believe that something is going on his life is in danger, and they need to figure out how to help him before it is too late. Because if they don't figure out this soon, Sir Henry is going to be KO'd, he's going to die, and that's going to be the end of the Baskerville family dynasty. Sir Charles dying, and shortly soon, Sir Henry dying, because he's the last, according to family lore, of the Baskervilles. So Holmes and Watson need to figure out soon how to save him. And there are murder of stuff that happens, frets on Sir Henry's life that they need to figure out. A lot of dangerous stuff happens. They meet some interesting characters, some creepy people who definitely have something to do with the murder on Sir Charles and now the frets on Sir Henry's life as well. And they need to figure out soon who to stop and turn in to the proper authorities before they can get away with another murder. And I don't want to spoil any more of the film, but just overall you need to know that Holmes and Watson travel to Baskerville Hall, meet the different characters, have to save Sir Henry Baskerville, and figure out what is the ghost hound. Is it really a ghostly apparition? Or is it something more real <laughs> and that's the plot it's set on location in Siri they did a good job with Hound I liked how it was portrayed and they did a good job with the location it was well filmed well edited for a 1959 film and it was realistic too I nothing about it screamed it, it was insane or completely unrealistic now for the acting, the cast. Peter Cushing, in my opinion, was a great Sherlock Holmes in this film. He did a great job. Totally believable as Sherlock Holmes. And I don't know if he was in any more films Sherlock Holmes, but 
if he ended up being in more, I would have given him my, um, like, blessing. He did a great job. His home's believable. And definitely what I thought of when I think of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's character, Peter Cushing did a good job. And as Dr. Watson, Andre Morrell, the feeder actor, did an excellent job as Dr. Watson. As I mentioned earlier in this, he was very smart, bright, did a good job as Dr. Watson, loyal companion to Holmes. He was totally believable as a not bumbling buffoon Dr. Watson, but a talented Dr. Watson. And I'm a fan of the character Dr. Watson, so I was glad to see him portrayed in this light, not as a bumbling sidekick who doesn't contribute anything to the mystery. Then Christopher Lee was Sir Henry Baskerville. And Christopher Lee had over 70 years in the cinema business. And the thing about Christopher Lee is that there are some men who get gray hair early on in age, and Christopher Lee was one of them. Because, for example, in one of my favorite shows, The Avengers, the British spy show starring many good Patrick Winnie, for example, the great character is John Steed, and the character Emma Peel. Well, for example, Christopher Lee was in one of those episodes, and this was in the 1960s. And he looked very old based on his hair. He looked older in that fit in that show. But Christopher Lee didn't get really old until the 21st century. And this was 1960s. He already looked old. But he just got gray hair early. And he did an excellent job as Sir Henry Baskerville. Believable. There could have been other actors who had portrayed him just as well. But Christopher Lee... Big fan of him as an actor, and he did a fine job as the new heir to the Baskerville family line. And Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing were known as best friends and very close, so I bet they definitely had a great time together acting in this film. And in some other roles, we had Marla Landy, the Italian actress who played Cecile Stapleton. She was the character, um, Cecil Tapleton, a character who met the Baskervilles, met Holmes and Watson with her father, Ewan Solon, who played the character Stapleton, that actor. And they did fine as the villainous characters in this movie. They both did fine, Cecil Tapleton and the character Stapleton. Then we also have Francis DeWolf, the often villainous actor who portrayed the character Dr. Richard Mortimer, who had a fine role. Francis DeWolf was fine as Richard Mortimer. We have Miles Mallinson as Bishop Franklin, who was totally fine as his role as a bishop who was well-known, well-versed with interesting things in the plot, and he helped Holmes and Watson get to the bottom of the mystery. And finally, we have John Le Monsieur as Barrymore, the butler. He was totally fine as a butler as well. Great movie. Highly enjoyed it. Great reputation of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's Sherlock Holmes mysteries. I would give this film, to me, a 
9 out of 10. Well done. Interesting. The movie was about 89 minutes, but it felt a lot faster. Went by very fast. Fast-paced. Good crime-solving. The characters were competent and bright and did a good job in solving this mystery. I enjoyed it. Some of the reviews at the time of this film, it was liked with lots of film reviews, liking, for example, Peter Cushing's portrayal of Sherlock Holmes, and also Andre Morales portrayal of Watson had been praised as well, both praised. And most of them were positive reviews of the film. There were some negative reviews, but most were positive. And according to Rotten Tomatoes, out of 18 reviews, it holds a 94% approval rating, which fits in line with my 9 out of 10 rating for the film. And according to Time Out London, they named this one of Hammer Production Studios' finest films. And they've made lots and lots of movies. So it's definitely high praise to be one of the best. I'd highly recommend it if you're a fan of Sherlock Holmes. And you want to see a really well done portrayal of the book, The Hound of the Baskervilles, I'd recommend this one. There are many portrayals and adaptations of Sherlock Holmes. For example, the very recent Sherlock on BBC with Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman as Holmes and Watson. They do a good job. For example, in The Hound of the Baskervilles has one of the episodes in that. There's a recent show, Elementary, that does a more recent spin with John Watson becoming a woman. That one does a adaptation. There's also even older than this 1959 version and many more. And last one that I recently read about had Ian Hart as Dr. Watson and Richard Roddenborough as Sherlock Holmes. That was in the early 2000s as well. This one is one of the best, 1959, Hound of the Baskervilles by Hammer Film Productions, directed by Terrence Fisher. And if you're interested in learning more about the cast and actors and seeing them in other films, I like to give um, discussion on actors who I like. And definitely can see some of these actors, for example, Peter Cushing, he's been in many roles Baron Frankenstein. He played multiple adaptations of that. Also, Christopher Lee has been in many films. Some of his best known films that he has been in are his portrayal of Count Dracula in many appearances, appearance as Count Dooku in the Star Wars prequel films, his appearance as Francisco Scaramanga in the James Bond film, The Man with the Golden Gun. And also, he's well known for his portrayal of Saruman the White in Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit films. And the other actors that I mentioned, you can find them in our films as well. And I highly recommend giving this Hound of Baskervilles a watch if you have time and are looking for a mysterious film with horror aspects. They'll keep your fancy and that is very enjoyable. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of History from the Back Pages. 
I'm going to be producing more episodes for season six along the same lines with films I've not watched from before the year 2000. And I'm excited to dig deeper into them and come up with some more ideas, more films that I can discuss on the podcast that I think you'll really enjoy and that I'm going to enjoy as well. So thank you. Colin Sugg signing off. See you next week on History from the Back Pages. We can be found on Instagram, History from the Back Pages, on Twitter, History from the Back Pages as well. Those are the two places we can be most found. And I want to give a shout out to all the people who have been fans and listening to the show. Greatly appreciate your feedback and positive comments to the show and negative if you have any of those as well. But thank you. See you next time. Goodbye.